There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Titans. I am Tennessean sports columnist Gentry Estes. I'm joined by... Eric Backrack, Titans beat writer for the Tennessean. In a uh, post-game edition here, uh, the Titans play their first game in two weeks after a COVID outbreak on the team and proceed to go blow out the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Eric, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I, I, I really don't think anyone did gentry. I think anyone that saw it coming was lying. Uh, we both predicted them to lose by two scores. And, and you know, that was, that was much more to do with the circumstances than anything. You know, the, the Titans were without, I think it was close to 10 players still because of uh, the COVID-19 outbreak. They had limited practice uh, in, in the lead up to this game. You know, they were down two defensive assistants. The, the deck was fully stacked against them. You know, so I, I think just arriving to kickoff is something that we discussed. Just that was a win for the Titans tonight in many regard. But, you know, when they when they came out in the field, they really put forth what to me was unquestionably their most well-rounded performance. You know, if, if you want to get nitpicky, there, there's still some issues with, with some of the pass rush. Uh, you know, I think the run defense played much better. But, you know, it, to me, it was, it was very much, um, you know, a statement-type game. We'll see where this this goes from here, but uh, I think they caught all of us by surprise tonight, Gentry. It was impressive. I and not to take anything away, it just felt like from the moment the game started, it was going to be the Titans' night. It, it was a had a real karma feel to it, basically because of everything these guys had been through the last couple of weeks. And I know people can can say, you know, maybe it was their fault. Should they deserve blame for this? But that didn't change the fact that this team really did go through a lot. And as you said, the deck was stacked against them. Yet when the game started, I, it just felt like their night. The, the Bills were making mistakes. Their first interception hit right off the receiver's hands, bounces right back, bounces right to Malcolm Butler. I mean, when, when you look at the stats of this game, the Bills actually outgained the Titans. But they made it to, the turnovers were huge. They, they right. made a lot of key mistakes. And to their credit, the Titans took advantage of it every time the Bills did slip up. And they were surprisingly sharp for a team that hasn't practiced that much. Um, I, I do think they were motivated, and I do think they were just glad to play. There was a sense of just a team having fun uh, because this has been taken away from them, and now they got it back and were able to show what they could do. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with that. I, I do agree that the sort of crispness that they played with, the sharpness, that probably stood out to me you know, more than anything else. And, you know, just to your point about the Bills outgaining them, you know, a lot of this, this, this game, you know, came down to in many ways field position. And, and, you know, so much of that was uh, the Titans kind of doing the little things, right. Even more than the turnovers, you know, Malcolm Butler had two interceptions, uh, you know, special teams that they did really well in Um, Brett Kern is always on the money, but you had a couple of really nice plays by, uh, Gunner Chris Milton uh, to get an open field tackle to down a ball inside the five. There, there were just a lot of plays like that. Khalif Raymond with a big punt return. You know, I, I think in all phases, it, 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 in many regards, uh, it, you could look at this as one of their best performances. Another game where they eclipse 30 points and, and you know, they didn't have to have Derrick Henry running you know, 30 times to do it. That, that's what I thought this game was going to look like if the Titans were going to win, was just give the ball to Derrick Henry a bunch of times, compensate for, 
you know, the losses of, of Jeffrey Simmons, of, you know, Corey Davis, uh, Adam Humphreys. You know, the, the Titans were missing a lot of key players in a lot of key positions. I thought if they just gave it to Henry a bunch and, and sort of let him dictate the game's flow, that would be the key. But, you know, it was kind of just a game where if you did the little things right and the Titans did all the little things right, um, that spelled victory for them. They didn't have to do anything fancy, kind of just played very fundamentally sound you know, won the field position battle, won the turnover battle, and, you know, it resulted in a resounding win. Yeah, I mean, you expect it, given the time they had off, you expect it to be a lot sloppier than it was. I mean, they, they were very sharp, and, and sure. I think I, I think that speaks to, I mean, these guys are professionals. It's it's You're seeing this more maybe in the college level where teams aren't sharp and, and things have to go a certain way. I, I think in, in terms of, you know, the Titans, again, Simmons being out was big. Not having a Dory Jackson back I still think is costly. But they did get A.J. Brown back, and that was huge on a night where they didn't have Corey Davis and, and Adam Humphreys. And during all this, they lost so many guys. But but Ryan Tannehill wasn't one of them. Right. Derek, Derek Henry wasn't one of them. Um, and I think Tannehill, again, showed um, how much he means to this team. And, and you know, what we, we learned about the Titans the first three weeks is they're a tough out. I mean, they played some really tough games that came down to the wire, and they did just enough in all three of those games to get it done. They were clutch. They did it in big moments. This was a scenario where, you know, obviously they 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 had to overcome some things in a different way, but they to show that if you're going to beat them, you've really got to play a very solid game. And the Bills clearly didn't do that. They did some good things. I think Josh Allen's a heck of a quarterback, but. Um, they didn't play near well enough to, to win this game. And, and I'll be honest, Eric, I'm surprised. I'm as surprised about this as I have been probably since we left Baltimore in January. Yeah. I, I mean, if you told me, I, I think that's a fair comparison. This one might even be more uh, – I, I was pretty shocked then too. I mean, it, it just going into it with, with all the variables in, in play against the Titans, it just seemed so improbable. But I, I do think it goes back to – you know, a, a clutch gene that this Titans team, you know, very clearly has, you know, it was, it was obviously pivotal in their three prior wins with, you know, three game winning drives by Tannehill, three game winning kicks by Goskowski. You thought playing that way sort of fast and loose, it was, was eventually going to catch up to them. Well here, you know, they're kind of in a situation where right at the start, they're kind of, facing with this this adversity and uh you know somehow they were able to sort of pull it out and it's kind of just an interesting segue gentry as we look ahead to the next game the the texans they're a team that uh has has dealt with some adversity of late as well with with bill o'brien you know former coach gm being fired and and they responded to that well i think it's an interesting matchup when you consider that because they're clearly a team that is um been galvanized very much you know like the titans by an adverse situation uh and and you know they were able to win their game last week so to me that projects as an interesting game as well and another little wrinkle is that you know the, the titans got this win on a tuesday which makes it a shorter week for them ahead of sunday you know so it's going to be another fascinating week uh, ahead of a, a, another big game you do figure they're going to get a few more guys back from these this covid protocol stuff yeah. you get jeffrey simmons back that's huge right i think it sounds like they probably will uh, the way that it, the timing has worked out with some of the guys so far, um, you know, every definitely case, gonna, yeah, definitely going to get back Christian Fulton. He was activated ahead of Tuesday's game. Same with Kamala Correa. They just were not, you know, ready to go against the bills, but yeah, I would assume Simmons certainly has a shot. It would be 
I hate to say this, but it would be very Titans for them to come out flat on Sunday. Yeah. Um, Just like it was Titans of them to to win this game. It it was. I mean, this is a team that absolutely loves being doubted the way they were in this game. And and I don't think this – I don't think the doubts in this one had to do with, oh, you're not good enough. I think they had to do with the fact that they didn't practice in two weeks and they had mm-hmm. all the, they were shorthanded. I mean, it, you couldn't have reasonably expected them to come out and play as well as they did, but they did. And they've done that before, you know, when you don't expect it for different reasons, obviously, but they've also followed that up with a lack of consistency. So if we're going to start saying, you know, looking at trends from the past where they've gone to Cleveland and blown out a good Browns team to start last season when you don't expect it. Right. And then they come home and lose to the Colts. You know, I, I, could, I could see this being a tricky game for them. I just don't know if the Texans are good enough to do it. They, they've, had a, they, they've had a rough start to the season in a lot, for a lot of reasons. And, yeah, I think it probably did help them to have a coach and change. They played a lot better against the Jaguars this weekend, but – um, you know, that's a team that did not need to trade DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion, and I think it, is, it, it has hurt them quite a bit. And, I think it's, it's very clear now, yeah. Well, and this is a game that everybody thinks, you know, the, the, nobody's going to doubt the Titans in this one. They're going to be favored. Right, for sure. I, one final thought on that for me is that, uh, you know, again, there's, there's not a lot of time between now and, and that game, but, you know, I, I think about – the Titans getting back a lot of the guys that we kind of talked about because they, they probably should get back Jeffrey Simmons. They'll get back Christian Fulton. They'll get back Correa, who hasn't been that much of a factor. They could conceivably get back a Dory Jackson, Adam Humphreys. Uh, you add all of those guys to the mix. We'll see if Corey Davis comes back. He was one of the later players to be added to the COVID-19 reserve list. So he might be questionable, but you add all the guys I just mentioned to the mix of, of what they uh, put on the field tonight, and I mean that—that's a pretty complete team. Again, I, I think the the pass rush needs to to be cleaned up a little bit. You want to see more consistent efforts with the run defense, uh, you know, like they saw tonight. But I, you know, I think it it could all come together for the Titans if they're able to get all their bodies back. And and I think, you know, this performance could be, you know, something uh, of a trend. Uh, we'll see what happens from here, but I, I think this is a sampling of what happens when the Titans are clicking and just playing fundamentally sound. And, you know, there's really no reason to believe they, they can't do this going forward, but I, I agree. It, it could be a, a Titans like uh, effort to, to sort of fall flat against a, a Texans team that they're absolutely going to be favored in. We'll see. Titans and Steelers, only two teams in the AFC right now that are still undefeated. And and those two are down a game because they were supposed to play each other last week in, right. in Nissan Stadium. So who knows how that would have gone. But, I mean, you know, we've said it week after week, Eric. You're as good as your record says you are. They're, they're 4-0. It's about as good a start. Um, and, uh, you know, until that turns, I thought it was going to turn in this game. I, I, I just didn't see a way it wouldn't. But, um you know this team uh, seems got something to them. They do, and they still do. They had, they had it ten last season. They still do, and um, you know it's going to be. It's, if if nothing else, it's fun to watch. <laughs> they, it's, they it's a really they, fun product that they put on the field every single time, and they've got that clutch gene gentry that they, they just do. Uh, you know whether that's finding a way to win in the last minute or coming back from an adverse situation like they did today. I think that's kind of a trickle down effect for Mike Rabel. I think you have to give a ton of credit to him, uh, you know, obviously for the credit uh, to the players for sort of just dealing with 
uh, Mike Rabel described the situation as, you know, going to the facility, having to come home, hopping on Zoom meetings, going back to the facility. It was just, you know, a roller coaster over the past two weeks. But to their credit, they rallied, they figured out a way, they embraced the adversity. And um, I think there's there's some, certainly something to the clutch gene that they've shown to possess through these first four games of the season. I guess this next one will be similar to a Thursday night game. It's not quite as bad as that. You actually do get one more day than you would. So. Right. And they're, hey, look, they're, they're rested. They, they hadn't, you know, I think you're going to see coaches around the league who look at this and go, my gosh, are we practicing too much? You know, let's start <laughs> doing Zoom meetings and let people, you know, stay at home with their kids. Let's but, start uh, practicing at, uh, at some, some local private schools. Yeah, there you go. Move them all to NBA. Yeah. All right. All right. That'll do it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. And remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is you get your podcasts. Please drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Eric Bacharach, I am Gentry Estes. Thanks for listening.